You're listening to the Bible Chunks Read-Through Podcast in association with the Limadim Bible Reading Plan in Charles River Church. For more information on Limadim, visit lmd.church. Or for more information on Charles River Church, visit charlesriverchurch.com. We read the whole story to make whole disciples of Jesus. Hey, welcome to Bible Chunks, where we read through the Bible in the chunks or sections based on themes that it was designed to be read in so we can get a better handle on the story of God. My name's Kevin. That's enough about me. Let's dive into the Word. Today we'll be reading Ezekiel 43, 13 through 48, 35. 153 verses today. Finishing out the book of Ezekiel. These are the measurements of the altar by cubits, the cubit being a cubit and a handbreadth. Its base shall be one cubit high and one cubit broad with a rim of one span around its edge. And this shall be the height of the altar. From the base of the ground to the lower ledge, two cubits with a breadth of one cubit. And from the smaller ledge to the larger ledge, four cubits with breadth of one cubit. And the altar hearth, four cubits. And from the altar hearth projecting upward, four horns. The altar hearth shall be square, twelve cubits long by twelve broad. The ledge also shall be square, 14 cubits long by 14 broad, with a rim around it half a cubit breadth, and its base one cubit all around. The steps of the altar shall face east. And he said to me, Son of man, say to the Lord God, These are the ordinances for the altar. On the day when it is erected for offering, burnt offering upon it, and for throwing blood against it, You shall give to the Levitical priests of the family of Zadok, who draw near to me to minister to me, declares the Lord God, a bull from the herd for a sin offering. And you shall take some of its blood and put it on the four horns of the altar and on the four corners of the ledge and upon the rim all around. Thus you shall purify the altar and make atonement for it. You shall also take the bull of the sin offering and it shall be burned in the appointed place belonging to the temple outside the sacred area. And on the second day you shall offer a male goat without blemish for a sin offering, and the altar shall be purified as it was purified with the bull. When you finish purifying it, you shall offer a bull from the herd with blemish and a ram from the flock without blemish. You shall present them before the Lord, and the priest shall sprinkle salt on them and offer them up as a burnt offering to the Lord. For seven days you shall provide daily a male goat for a sin offering. Also a bull from the herd and a ram from the flock without blemish shall be provided. Seven days shall they make atonement for the altar and cleanse it and consecrate it. And when they have completed these days, then from the eighth day onward, the priest shall offer on the altar your burnt offerings and your peace offerings. And I'll accept you, declares the Lord God. Then he brought me back to the outer gate of the sanctuary, which faces east, and it was shut. And the Lord said to me, The gate shall remain shut, and it shall not be opened. And no one shall enter by it, for the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered by it. Therefore it shall remain shut. Only the prince may sit in it to eat bread before the Lord. He shall enter by the way of the vestibule of the gate, and shall go out by the same way. Then he brought me by the way of the north gate in front of the temple. And I looked, and behold, the glory of the Lord filled the temple of the Lord. And I fell on my face, and the Lord said to me, Son of man, Mark well, see with your eyes and hear with your ears all that I shall tell you concerning the statutes of the temple of the Lord and its laws. 
and mark well the entrance to the temple and all the exits of the sanctuary, and say to the rebellious house, to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, O house of Israel, Enough of all your abominations, in admitting foreigners, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, to be in my sanctuary profaning my temple, when you offer to me food, the fat and the blood. You've broken my covenant in addition to all your abominations, and you've not kept charge of my holy things, but you've set others to keep my charge for you in my sanctuary. Thus says the Lord God, No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, of all the foreigners who are among the people of Israel shall enter my sanctuary. But the Levites, who went far away from me, going astray from me after their idols when Israel went astray, shall bear their punishment. They shall be ministers in my sanctuary, having oversight at the gates of the temple and ministering in the temple. They shall slaughter the burnt offering and the sacrifice for the people. They shall stand before the people to minister to them, because they ministered to them before their idols and became a stumbling block of iniquity to the house of Israel. Therefore I have sworn concerning them, declares the Lord God, and they shall bear their punishment. They shall not come near to me to serve me as priest, nor come near to any of my holy things and the things that are most holy, but they shall bear their shame and their abominations that they have committed. Yet I will appoint them to keep charge of the temple, to do all its service and all that is to be done in it. But the Levitical priests, the son of Zadok, who kept the charge of my sanctuary when the people of Israel went astray from me, shall come near to me to minister to me, and they shall stand before me to offer me the fat and the blood, declares the Lord God. They shall enter my sanctuary, and they shall approach my table to minister to me, and they shall keep my charge. When they enter the gates of the inner court, they shall wear linen garments. They shall have nothing of wool on them. They shall minister at the gates of the inner court and within. They shall have linen turbans on their head and linen undergarments around their waists. And they shall not bind themselves with anything that causes sweat. And when they go out into the outer court to the people, they shall put off the garments in which they had been ministering and lay them in the holy chambers. And they shall put on other garments, lest they transmit holiness to the people with their garment. They shall not shave their heads or let their locks grow long. They shall surely trim the hair of their heads. No priest shall drink wine when he enters the inner court. They shall not marry a widow or divorced woman, but only virgins of the offspring of the house of Israel or a widow who is the widow of a priest. They shall teach my people the difference between holy and the common and show them how to distinguish between unclean and the clean. In a dispute they shall act as judges and they shall judge in accordance to my judgments. They shall keep my laws and my statutes at all my appointed feasts, and they shall keep my Sabbaths holy. They shall not defile themselves by going near to a dead person. However, for father or mother or son or daughter or brother or unmarried sister, they may defile themselves. After he has become clean, they shall count seven days for him. And on that day that he goes into the inner holy place, to the inner court, to minister to the holy place, he shall offer his sin offering, declares the Lord God. This shall be their inheritance. I am their inheritance, and you shall give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They shall eat the grain offering, the sin offering, the guilt offering, and every devoted thing in Israel shall be theirs. And the first of all the firstfruits of all kinds, and every offering of all kinds from all your offspring shall belong to the priests. You shall also give to the priests the first of your dough, that a blessing may rest on your house. The priest shall not eat of anything, whether bird or beast, that has died of itself, or is torn by wild animals. When you allot the land inheritance, 
You shall set apart for the Lord a portion of the land as a holy district, 25,000 cubits long, 20,000 cubits broad. Shall be holy throughout the whole extent of the square plot of 500 by 500 cubits shall be for its sanctuary, with 50 cubits for an open space around it. And for this measuring measured district you shall measure off a section 25,000 cubits long, 10,000 broad, in which shall be the sanctuary, the most holy place. It shall be the holy portion of the land. It shall be for the priests who minister to the sanctuary and approach the Lord to minister to him. And it shall be a place for their houses and a holy place for the sanctuary. Another section, 25,000 cubits long and 10,000 cubits broad, shall be for the, Levitic, the Levites who minister at the temple as their possession for cities to live in. Alongside the portion set apart as the holy district, you shall assign for the property of the city an area 5,000 cubits broad, 25,000 cubits long. It shall belong to the whole house of Israel. And to the prince shall belong the land on both sides of the holy district and the property of the city, alongside the holy district and the property of the city, on the west and on the east, corresponding in length to one of the tribal portions, and extending from the western to the eastern boundary of the land. It is to be property in Israel. And my princes shall no more oppress my people, but they shall let the house of Israel have the land according to their tribes. Thus says the Lord God, Enough, O princes of Israel! Put away violence and oppression and execute justice and righteousness. Cease your evictions of my people, declares the Lord God. You shall have just balances, a just ephah, and a just bath. The ephah and the bath shall be of the same measure, the bath containing one-tenth of a homer, and the ephah one-tenth of a homer. The homer shall be the standard measure. The shekel shall be twenty geras, twenty shekels plus twenty-five shekels plus fifteen shekels shall be your mina. This is the offering that you shall make. One-sixth of an ephah from each homer of wheat, one-sixth of an ephah from each homer of barley. And as the fixed portion of oil measured in baths, one-tenth of a bath from each core. The core, like the homer, contains ten baths. And one sheep from every flock of two hundred, from the watering places of Israel for grain offering, burnt offering, and peace offering to make atonement for them, declares the Lord God. And the people of the land shall be obligated to give this offering to the prince in Israel. It shall be the prince's duty to furnish the burnt offerings, the grain offerings, and drink offerings at the feasts, the new moons, and the Sabbaths, all the appointed feasts of the house of Israel. He shall provide the sin offering, the grain offering, burnt offerings, and peace offerings to make atonement on behalf of the house of Israel. Thus says the Lord God, In the first month, on the first day of the month, you shall take a bull from the herd without blemish and purify the sanctuary. The priest shall take some of the blood of the sin offering and put it in the doorposts of the temple, the four corners of the ledge of the altar, and the post of the gate of the inner court. You shall do the same on the seventh day of the month for anyone who has sinned through error or ignorance, so you shall make atonement for the temple. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month, you shall celebrate the feast of the Passover, and for seven days unleavened bread shall be eaten. On the day the prince shall provide for himself and all the people of the land a young bull for a sin offering. And on the seventh day of the festival he shall provide as a burnt offering to the Lord seven young bulls and seven rams without blemish, on each of the seven days, and a male goat daily for a sin offering. He shall provide as a grain offering an ephah for each bull, an ephah for each ram, and a hin of oil for each ephah. In the seventh month, on the fifteenth day of the month and on the seven days of the feast, he shall make the same provision for sin offering, burnt offering, and grain offering, and for the oil.
Thus says the Lord God, The gate of the inner court that faces east shall be shut on six working days, but on the Sabbath day it shall be opened, and on the day of the new moon it shall be opened. The prince shall enter by the vestibule of the gate from the outside and shall take his stand by the post of the gate. The priest shall offer his burnt offerings and his peace offerings, and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then he shall go out, but the gate shall not be shut until the evening. The people of the land shall bow down at the entrance of the gate before the Lord on the Sabbaths and on the new moons. The burnt offerings and the, that the prince offers to the Lord on the Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. And the grain offering with the ram shall be an ephah, and the grain offering with the lambs shall be as much as he is able, together with a hint of oil, to each ephah. On the day of the new moon he shall offer a bull from the herd without blemish, and six lambs, and a ram, which shall be without blemish. As a grain offering he shall provide an ephah with the bull and an ephah with the ram, and with the lambs as much as he is able, together with a hint of oil, to each ephah. When the prince enters, he shall enter by the vestibule of the gate, and he shall go out by the same way. When the people of the land come before the Lord at the appointed feasts, he who enters by the north gate to worship shall go out by the south gate, and he who enters by the south gate shall go out by the north gate. No one shall return by way of the gate which he entered, but each shall go out straight ahead. When they enter, the prince shall enter with them, and when they go out, he shall go out. At the feasts and the appointed festivals, the grain offering with the young bull shall be an ephah, and with the ram an ephah, and with the lambs as much as one is able to give, together with a hin of oil to an ephah. When the prince provided, provides a free will offering, either a burnt offering or peace offerings, as a free will offering to the Lord, the gate facing east shall be open for him, and he shall offer his burnt offering for his peace offering as he does on the Sabbath day. Then he shall go out, and after he has gone out to the gate, he shall the gate shall be shut. You shall provide a lamb, a year old, without blemish for a burnt offering to the Lord daily. Morning by morning you shall provide it. And you shall provide a grain offering with it, morning by morning, one-sixth of an ephah, and one-third of a hin of oil, to moisten the flour as a grain offering to the Lord. This is a perpetual statute. Thus the lamb and the meal offering and the oil shall be provided, morning by morning, for a regular burnt offering. Thus says the Lord God, if the prince makes a gift to any of his sons as his inheritance, it shall belong to his sons. It is their property by inheritance. But if he makes a gift out of his inheritance to one of his servants, it shall be his to the year of liberty. Then it shall revert to the prince. Surely it is his inheritance. It shall belong to his sons. The prince shall not take any of the inheritance of the people, thrusting them out of their property. He shall give his sons their inheritance out of his own property, so that none of my people shall be scattered from his property. Then he brought me through the entrance, which was at the side of the gate, to the north row of the holy chambers for the priests, and behold, a place was there at the extreme western end of them. And he said to me, This is the place where the priests shall boil the guilt offering and the sin offering, where they shall bake the grain offering in order to not bring them out into the outer court and so transmit holiness to the people. Then he brought me out to the outer court and led me around the four corners of the court. And behold, in each corner of the court there was another court. In the four corners of the court were small courts, forty cubits, long and thirty broad. The four were of the same size. On the inside, around each of the four courts, was a row of masonry with hearths made in the bottom of the rows all around. Then he said to me, These are the kitchens where those who minister at the temple shall boil the sacrifices of the people.
Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and behold, water was issuing from below the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the temple faced east. The water, the water was flowing down from below the south end of the threshold of the temple, south of the altar. Then he brought me by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gate that faces the east. And behold, the water was trickling out of the south side. Going on eastward with measured line in his hand, the man measured a thousand cubits, and then led me through the water, and it was ankle deep. Again he measured a thousand, and he led me through the water, and it was knee deep. Again he measured a thousand, and led me through the water, and it was waist deep. Again he measured a thousand, and it was a river that I could not pass through, for the water had risen. It was deep enough to swim in, a river that could not be passed through. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he led me back to the bank of the river. As I went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side of the altar. And he said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region and goes down into the Arabah and enters the sea. When the water flows into the sea, the water will become fresh. And wherever the river goes, every living creature that swarms will live. And there will be very many fish. For this water goes there, that the waters of the sea may become fresh, so everything will live where the river goes. Fishermen will stand beside the sea from Engedi to Englane. It will be a place for the spreading of nets. Its fish will be of very many kinds, like the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They are left to be salt. And on the banks, on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for food. Their leaves will not wither, nor their fruit fail, but they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for the food and their leaves for healing. Thus says the Lord God, This is the boundary by which you shall divide the land for inheritance among the twelve tribes of Israel. Joseph shall have two portions, and you shall divide equally what I swore to give your fathers. This land shall fall, on, fall to you as your inheritance. This shall be the boundary of the land on the north side from the great sea by the way of Hethlon to Labo Hamath and on to Zedad. Berothah, Siberium, which lies on the border between Damascus and Hamath, as far as Hazer Hatikon, which is on the border of Hauran. So the boundary shall run from sea to Hazer Anan, which is on the northern border of Damascus, with the border of Hamath to the north. This shall be the north side. On the east side, the boundary shall run between Hauran and Damascus along the Jordan between the Gilead and the land of Israel to the eastern sea and as far as Tamar. This shall be the east side. On the south side, it shall run from Tamar as far as the waters of the Marabah Kadesh from along the brook of Egypt to the great sea. This shall be the south side. On the west side, the great sea shall be the boundary to a point in opposite Labo Hamath. This shall be the west side. So you shall divide the land according of the land among you according to the tribes of Israel. You shall allot it as an inheritance for yourselves and for the sojourners who reside among you and have had children among you. They shall be to you as native-born children in Israel. When they shall, when you shall, when with you they shall be allotted an inheritance among the tribes of Israel. In whatever tribe the sojourner resides, there you shall assign him his inheritance, declares the Lord God. These are the names of the tribes beginning at the northern extreme, beside the way of Hethlon, to Labo Hamath, as far as Hazaranan, which is the northern border of Damascus, over against Hamath, and extending from the east side to the west. Dan, one portion, 
adjoining the territory of Dan from the east to the west, Asher one portion, adjoining the territory of Asher from east to the west, Naphtali one portion, adjoining the territory of Naphtali from the east side to the west, Manasseh one portion, adjoining the territory of Manasseh from the east side to the west, Ephraim one portion, adjoining the territory of Ephraim from the east side to the west, Reuben one portion, adjoining the territory of Reuben from east side to the west, Judah, one portion. Adjoining the territory of Judah from east side to the west shall be one portion which you shall set apart, 25,000 cubits in breadth and in length equal to one of the tribal portions from the east side to the west with the sanctuary in the midst of it. The portion that you set shall be for the Lord, shall be 25,000 cubits in length and 20,000 cubits in breadth. These shall be the allotments of the holy portion. The priest shall have an allotment measuring 25,000 cubits on the north side, 10,000 cubits in the breadth of the western side, 10,000 in breadth on the eastern side, and 25,000 in length on the southern side, with the sanctuary of the Lord in the midst of it. This shall be for the consecrated priests, the son of Zadok, who kept my charge, who did not go astray when the people of Israel went astray, as the Levites did. And it shall belong to them as a special portion from the holy portion of the land, a most holy place adjoining the territory of the Levites. And alongside the territory of the priests, the Levites shall have an allotment, 25,000 cubits in length, 10,000 in breadth. The whole length shall be 25,000 cubits and the breadth 20,000. They shall not sell or exchange any of it. They shall not alienate this choice portion of the land, for it is holy to the Lord. The remainder, 5,000 cubits in breadth and 25,000 in length, shall be for common use of the city, for the dwellings and for the open country. In the midst of it shall be the city. And these shall be the measurements. On the north side, 4,500 cubits. The south side, 4,500. The east side, 4,500. And the west side, 4,500. And the city shall have open land on the north side, 250 cubits on the south, 250 on the east, 250 on the west, 250. The remainder of the length alongside the holy portion shall be 10,000 cubits to the east and 10,000 to the west. It shall be alongside the holy portion. Its produce shall be food for the workers of the city, and the workers of the city from all the tribes of Israel shall till it. The whole portion that you shall set apart shall be 25,000 cubits square, that is, the holy portion together with the property of the city. What remains on both sides of the holy portion of the property of the city shall belong to the prince, extending from the 25,000 cubits of the holy portion to the east border, and westward from the 25,000 cubits to the west border, parallel to all the tribal portions. It shall belong to the prince. The holy portion with the sanctuary of the temple shall be in its midst. It shall be separate from the property of the Levites and the property of the city, which are in the midst of that which belong to the prince. The portion of the prince shall lie between the territory of Judah and the territory of Benjamin. As for the rest of the tribes, the east side to the west, Benjamin, one portion, adjoining the territory of Benjamin from the east side to the west, Simeon, one portion, adjoining the territory of Simeon from east side to the west, Issachar, one portion, adjoining the territory of Issachar from the east to the west, Zebulun, one portion, adjoining the territory of Zebulun from the east side to the west, Gad, one portion, and adjoining the territory of Gad to the south, the boundary shall run from Tamar to the waters of the Meribah Kadesh, from there along the brook of Egypt to the great sea. This is the land that you shall allot as an inheritance among the tribes of Israel, and these are their portions, declares the Lord God. These shall be the exits of the city, on the north side, which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, three gates, the gate of Reuben, the gate of Judah, and the gate of Levi. 
the gates of the city being named after the tribes of Israel. On the east side, which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Joseph, the gate of Benjamin, the gate of Dan. On the south side, which is to be 4,500 cubits by measure, three gates, the gate of Simeon, the gate of Issachar, the gate of Zebulun. On the west side, which is to be 4,500 cubits, three gates, the gate of Gad, the gate of Asher, and the gate of Naphtali. The circumference of the city shall be 18,000 cubits, and the name of the city from that time on shall be The Lord is There. promise that God is going to restore the city and the nation of Israel. It reads a lot like the back half of Exodus or Deuteronomy as God through Moses is telling the people that he's going to bring them into the land and this is what it's going to look like. But there are some some key distinctives because now they have the prince, this prince. Uh, the, the prince is coming. Now before as, as Moses was leading them in and Joshua was leading them into the promised land, there was no king in Israel because God was their king. But now there's this prince and the prince is going to have land and the prince is going to have an allotment and the prince is going to do justice. And this prince is a pretty wonderful guy, it sounds like. And I think that that is looking forward to the Messiah. But they're also... The, the promise of the land coming back and the promise of the temple being rebuilt. I want to remember where we started off in the book of Ezekiel. You start with Ezekiel on the uh, on the banks of a river in exile on his 30th birthday as he's supposed to become a prince, uh, uh, priest. And now it ends. Throughout the book, you have the destruction of Jerusalem, you have the destruction of the temple, and now it ends with the vision of the res- restoration of the temple and the restoration of Israel. And not just a divided kingdom, the restoration of the whole. And so it ends on a beautifully hopeful note. And we also see some some supernatural things going on here as that man that with the measuring reed shows him the temple and water is flowing out from the temple. And it starts with a trickle and then it gets a little bit more and then it gets a little bit more. And then it's this full river that leads to the flourishing of the nations. And I don't think you have to go very far to understand the imagery there. But from that temple, the Lord is going to restore the nations. Now, this is very, very similar to what we see in the book of Revelation, but we're not there yet. But God is promising that the river is going to come right out of that temple. The river of life is going to come. And and we see that kind of imagery in both Jeremiah and Psalm 1, where blessed is the man who dwells not in the presence of the wicked and walks in the seat of the sinners and, but but his delight is on the law of the Lord and on his law he meditates day, day and night he's like a tree planted by streams of water and God is that stream of water that never ending stream of water source of life and we see that here again but as it wraps up the name of the city is the Lord is there the Lord is there and that's our chief desire. That's our chief need. Number one is the presence of God. And so as we wrap up today, I would ask you to consider what does this section of scripture tell us about who he is? What's it tell us about who we are? 
and what was it that the Holy Spirit was stirring up while we were reading. Take those thoughts, turn them into prayers, and we'll be right here again tomorrow. Until then, God bless.